Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And on today's show, we're going to review our auction mock draft we just completed. If you have not, if you didn't listen to part one, go check out part one. Part one is um, the beginning of the draft. We go through our first couple picks. Um, I did a uh, studs and duds type strategy going after the big time guys early on in the draft. Jeff went more wide receiver heavy, zero running back, whatever you want to call it. Um, we just we wanted to try out these strategies in auction, see how it plays out and how what kind of teams you can build doing that. And like everyone knows the studs and duds strategy. So I want to see, can it work? Um, before we do that, Jeff, you know, I just noticed uh, you'll love this. Michigan national champions, 1997 football. Look at that. Look at that beauty. How many, um, does somebody, does your, how many does your team have of those? No, I don't want, I don't want, I don't like where this is going. (laughs) Spartans don't have any. I don't know. I don't know. Not in your lifetime at least, right? No. Yeah. Way back in the day. All right. So how did this draft do auction? I love auction. I had a lot of fun doing this because there's nothing better than an auction draft. Snake draft, fine, but honestly, like we keep trying to tell you guys, if you haven't done an auction draft, get yourself into one. And if you do want to be in an auction draft, look out for us on Instagram, instagram.com slash profit. We are going to set one up here at some point. I'll probably put it out there first. So just follow us on Instagram. Look for it. We'll do it. We did an auction league last year. Some people have um, asked about it again. I'd love to do one. So just keep an eye out there. But here we go. So if you listen to part one, you'll know I went and got McCaffrey and I went and got Eckler. I spent a lot of money to do it because I wanted to see how this would play out. I also got Pittman at wide receiver, not as high value, but it was decent. It was $27 on a $200 budget that made it so I didn't have much money. But this is how I rounded out my team. This is 12-team standard scoring, um, two running back, two receiver. I got Kirk Cousins at quarterback, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Michael Pittman, Rashad Bateman is my wide receiver too. So there's where I'm probably, you know, weak. TJ Hawkinson at tight end. I feel good about that. Damian Harris is my flex. Colts defense, Justin Tucker. And then I, on my bench, I got a lot of upside running back plays. I got Rashad Penny. I got AJ Dillon. I got uh, Ramondre Stevenson. I got James Cook. I got Tyler Allgaier. A lot of upside potential at running back. Two receivers on my bench. It's Kadarius Toney. Jalen Tolbert, who I told you guys about on the Deep Sleeper show. That's my bench. It's all upside because that's what kind of happens when you go big-time players early, right? You go with those big-time guys, you're going to have to take stabs at guys. But I loved, like, the Rashad Penny for $2, A.J. Dillon for $2, Ramondre Stevenson for $2, Kadarius Tony for $2. I loved all of those picks. Oh, no, Jeff, how do you feel about that? The receivers are kind of where you would be worried, I think, with Rashad Bateman as your wide receiver, too. Yeah, yeah, that definitely is the worry. I, I, once again, it's easier to correct than the running back situation that I find myself in. <laughs> we, we pretty much did opposite. You yes. Know. Um, so that is interesting. If one of your guys goes down with a major injury, you know, it kind of evens it out. But I, I think I, I prefer your route. Um, even though you spent a ton of money on two guys, I did too. Like wide receivers were not going that much less than oh. the top and running back. So, right. and I still have to get running backs. So yeah, as far as my team went, um, I have Derek Carr at QB, 
uh, I yeah, have no money, no before, money at the end. So the Derek Carr thing. So we did the Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins thing. I think that's when you go spend big on players elsewhere. That's the that's the quarterback you end up with, right? If you're going for the like bare minimum quarterbacks, Derek Carr, it's Kirk Cousins. So, and but. yeah, and I think there there is a possibility I could have ended up with like a Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, which I would have preferred, yep. but I would have needed a few more dollars left over. Yep. But yep. even with that, so Derek Carr. So later on, I did grab Deshaun Watson. Obviously, this is before we know what is going to happen to him. So if he doesn't get suspended for the whole year, good for me. If he does, whatever. Um, but at running back, I had J.K. Dobbins, and I got him for $34. And pretty much it was kind of like desperation time. I, I need like a starting running back. And same thing with Travis Etienne was one of the last, you know, dogs at the bull. And, and I just had to grab him. So those are my two so, uh, starting running. I was going to say ETN. I love that price. $10. I think that's yeah. a steal. Absolute steal at $10. Love it. I, I think that is great. I would have loved it if it was like, that was my third, $10 for my fourth. third. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I mean, there's a lot of words there. Both of those guys went down with injury last year. They're both yeah. on, you know, they're both young. We haven't really seen them play. But I was very big on them last year, so I'm hoping. But that is definitely a giant concern. But you'll see that I, I put a lot of guys on my bench in ho- like just mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm I'm set. But wide receiver, obviously, I went heavy on that. So I would be starting Jamar Chase, C.D. Lamb as my wide receiver one and wide receiver two, and then Marquise Brown in my flex, who will start as the number one wide receiver in Arizona. Obviously, those three can make up for a lot. Jamar Chase and C.D. Lamb, especially can really break games open. So it does make me feel better. So if I happen to be correct on Dobbins or ETN, like if they turn out big, then my team looks pretty decent actually. But if you're just looking at it, you're obviously staring at, you're kind of like, this could be a giant hole. (laughs) Uh, Dawson Knox at tight end, which is whatever. Uh, Neither of us paid for, for, um, well, actually you got Hawkinson. So that was actually a pretty good one for you. Only $4. So. Yeah, Knox, I got him for a buck. It's whatever. I can grab other tight ends if I need him, but he's on a really good offense. He should be just fine for what, what I'm doing. Um, and then on the bench, in order to try to supplement the running back situation, I went heavy on that. So I got uh, Tony Pollard to start. I think I can use him anyway. If uh, something happens to Zeke, I'm golden. I mean, gr- uh, awesome, right? He's probably one of the better handcuffs. Um Melvin Gordon, I got him uh, then, and he's more of a safe guy just to make sure. I think that he will put up enough points where I can play him if really, you know, shit hits the fan. And then um, I got Damian Pierce and Rashad White, both young guys, uh, one in Houston, which I think could win that job. So let's see how well he does in the NFL. He's going to be on a bad team, but, you know, for depth, that'd be great. And Rashad White. Fournette is coming in looking a little pudgy going into camp. Might as well grab the young gun, find out where we're at. Cause it's either, you know, Fournette or Giovanni Bernard. So yeah, why not grab the rookie who is probably a pretty good pass catcher, but he might be squeezed in between, but we'll find out. Um, and it, to, and then I did get um, two other wide receivers, both young guns, Christian Watson, which everyone knows I really love. And I also got Alec Pierce for my final pick of yep. the draft. Um, and I, I just think that there's a lot of upside for him. So in case something does happen to Marquise Brown or one of the other guys, I do have um, kind of diamonds in the rough, I'm hoping. So I, I like a lot of my guys, but I'm staring at it, and I feel like it can be better. Like I don't feel like this is probably the route I would take, 
but um, there is a lot of upside having guys like Chase and Lamb. But I think that I think that I probably would maybe I get one of those guys and then I drop down and get um, a guy that'd be ten dollars less and I can get one running back that I really love right, and right. then pair it with like an ETN and then go and that route and I think it just evens out my team a lot more. So I think you know just making a little more of the the middle play for a twelve team league in auction would probably work out a little bit better. What do you think about yours going it's, running back heavy? So, and I, I think it's, I think the running back, my running back heavy thing, I think it works. I don't know if I'd go both though. I don't think I'd maybe go both Eckler and McCaffrey, both two $70 guys. Maybe I'd go down and get, what I probably would have liked to do is get one of those two, um, I, probably McCaffrey and honestly dropped down and picked up Dalvin Cook who went for $22 less than Eckler. That's where I would have loved to go and yeah. then have another 20, 20 bucks to spend on another receiver, which I didn't have. I would have loved that. That's, I think, the, the, the route for me in this one. And I was looking at yours in a way you could kind of do a similar where you get you get Chase, let's say you like him at a 66. That's you get number one receiver. Maybe you don't get Lamb and you go down to running back. Maybe you get Dalvin Cook instead, you know, or yeah. you get Lamb you get lamb for the 55, you don't get chase, you get Dalvin cook for $18 less and you have another $18 to spend somewhere else. Maybe that's just the one move that changes up the team, which is probably why we don't necessarily, I don't know. We probably don't love going huge at either position, but I do think at running back, if you go running back heavy, it's easier to make up the receivers, but I think you have a really good chance. So like if Dobbins and ETN are what we would hope for, what we think they are, then this team all of a sudden is awesome. Like that's, yeah, without doubt. I mean, that's both the thing. Teams those could yeah. turn out really well, yeah. but you're trying to get the most bang for your buck. And, and like yours, I'm, I'm, when I look at your team too, um, you could have known this, but if we do enough and we find out this is what happens, I, you know, I would much rather, even though I love, you know, the two running backs you got are amazing, but for five extra dollars, you could have gotten, Taylor, right? Or so, well, in reality, I could we just, don't know that for sure. But I mean, well, even if, is it worth seven dollars in getting Jonathan Taylor and then true. and then getting a Delvin Cook, right? Well, and then you still save money. Yeah. Or if you just go in studs and duds, just go get Jonathan Taylor, get Cooper Cup, get a running back, get a receiver, and that would have been only two dollars more than what I spent here. Right. Like so if you it, want to do it that way, if you're going to go all out, get the number one running back, get the number one receiver, and then yeah. make it and work out for that. And that's interesting too, because I do agree with the Jonathan Taylor one. I think he's on a tier on his own just because of his youth, you know, centered around a, a running back that offense. Um, I think he's well worth the money. Cup, um, I feel like you're only going to get regression. Like he's going to be a good player. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like you're you're paying at the height of his popularity because of last year, even though he's awesome. So it does feel like I almost would rather go like Jonathan Taylor than jump down to a guy that. I think has a lot of potential like CD lamb for 55 even, um, or, you know, or you take even a little bit less and go like, like just mid tier wide receivers at that point, you could go, yeah. you know, uh, um, you know, Tampa Bay um, Mike, and then, and then kind of fill in because there is a lot of guys and even Marquise Brown. I love Marquise Brown. I think he's a hugely underrated guy at the moment. Um, I still had to pay, you know, in the tw- like low twenties for him. But, you know, would he is that would be good enough for your wide receiver, too, if you're going to have these other big guys. So I I do think that I like trying these options, but going big on two players right away, 
really shrinks your chances of like of those middle round guys, which I do think you get a lot of value there. But I think that will be something we'll have to try because as we found out, it, it changes as you go. So you do have to start narrowing in on who you really want, how much they're going to go for and have a range. Because once again, we say Jonathan Taylor, but in another one, he could go for, he could go for 85 and all of a sudden you're like, that's not worthwhile. So, you know, I think it can work though. I do think like this studs and duds thing, I think it, it definitely can work. Like if you're, if these guys I picked at the end, these, if Penny and Dylan and Stevenson, Tony, whatever, James Cook, if they break out, you're in great shape, but both of these situations are that right. Yeah. We're getting, we're, we're putting ourselves with a lot of breakout candidates without the sure things. So yeah, you know and we knew yeah. that too. And that was a big one. Too. If if you do yeah. one of these strategies, you have to be very active on the waiver wire. You have to find a guy that is going to break out. And there's always one or there's always a handful, yep. but you have to find a guy that can fit into that as a starter week in and week out, uh, you know, at, be, you know, by midway through the season, but I would say week five or six, probably. So you do have to be a little more, uh, you know, patient and you have to be able to like really be watching. That's fun though. I love doing auctions. Um, we'll do more of these mocks, different strategies. I think uh, one of the next times we do a mock, I might try that sit and wait approach. Well, the one I don't like, um, because I'm actually curious about it because I don't do it. And I think it's, I, I, I worry about it, but I'm curious. I want to try that out and see how I, yeah, it plays out. That's interesting. I, I think I might go for, I think I might plan it out by a tier system. I, I really want to see if, yeah. if I have my tiers correct, if I can just go down and pick, the guy I like the most in mm-hmm. each tier and then see if that's an, I have enough money left. Um, I think yeah. that would be a really interesting one too. Yep. Oh, all right. There we go. Love, love auction drafts. If you, you know, if you're planning on doing an auction this year, get in and do a mock. Um, the next time we do one, we'll give a little more heads up probably maybe you know, a week or two here. Who knows, but we'll send out um, a little notification on Instagram on our stories. So if you have not been, if you're not subscribed to us there, Make, or, you know, follow us on the Instagram, do that. Go follow us on Instagram.com slash fantasy football profit. I'm sure there's a way we could do it on YouTube too, Jeff. I'll have to look into that. <laughs> Send out a little thing. I want to get some, you know, if you want to be in these mocks with us, um, I think it's a good, it'd be a good time. Um, and also just keep an eye out for info on an auction draft, uh, actual league that will play out. We definitely need one of those. We did one last year. It was a lot of fun. And then we can actually do a draft where we're like, all right, what are we doing here? How, how are we really going to do this? And then also it, later on, um, Jeff and I are going to, we'll do it. We'll do a live a show with our actual league, our keeper league auction, which is a little different even. It's different values and see how that plays out. And I really need to do well because it's been a long time since I won a championship. I'm starting to think people forgot about me now. But I, was, <laughs> I'm go- I was good once. I once was good, Jeff. But it was a long time ago. Like they say, I went through a whole presidential administration without a championship. I know. You really are like the U of M football team. 1997. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 1997. What's that Michigan? Craig that? Phillips. Right there. Your grandfather's fantasy team. Right there. Michigan State. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> 23-7 Michigan over Michigan State. Beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Or we got like the 1945. I'm going to break some stuff here. 1945, Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah. I bet you Michigan won that game. You know, yeah, we're going to have to get you some new Piston swag. 
after their their rebuilding session. They're gonna be fun, fun to watch you know, this year. Like you know, like <laughs> the bad boys. I do like the bad boys. It is beauty. It's a it's uh it's it's rip and Chauncey and Ben Wallace and Darko. Well, bad boys too. Yeah, my bad. And Darko. Darko's, Darko's in it. The human cigar. <laughs> what <laughs> he is he up to nowadays? He's a farmer back in Serbia or something. I, I want to laugh at that, but I actually think that might be correct. Yeah, look at this. He's made a lot of money and go live it up, man. Yeah. But, all right, there we go. <laughs> Stay tuned for more auction stuff. Uh, we'll have one more episode as well this week for you. Talk to you guys later.